Hey, welcome to the C3 Auckland podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, head to c3church.org.nz. We hope you enjoy this message. Love never fails. But sometimes it's hard to love, right? You all know the saying, hurt people hurt people. But there is another truth that runs deeper. Loved people love people. So we've got to, as Christians, be those who accept the love of Christ and figure out how to heal the hurts that happen in our lives. And we've got this thing in our tool belt called forgiveness. If you've got hurts going on in your life, we have the answer for you. I'm going to pull it out of my toolbox this morning. It's called forgiveness. And I'm going to ask here today for you to examine what's going on in your hearts and your minds and think about who potentially you may need to forgive this morning because I'm going to call us all at the end of the meeting to lay down some of those hurts and to forgive. Because on the back of forgiveness for us is freedom, freedom, and a transformed life that overflows to communities. And it's only when we lay down that stuff that we can be transformed. The scripture this morning is Colossians 3.12. It is such a stunning scripture. Therefore, as God's chosen people, that's you and me here this morning, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any one of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. That's our high call together, church. And I just want to walk through the scripture and talk about a few things that hold us back and then give a few keys on what we can do to uh, step into this life of love, right? So, therefore, as God's chosen people, we have to remind ourselves who we are. We are God's chosen people, set apart. You know, the Bible talks of us as the elect of God. We represent him, and we are holy and dearly loved. Every single person here is beloved of God. Can you accept the love of Christ for your life? Can you know deep down that you are holy and dearly loved? Not for what you've done, but because he's chosen you and set you apart. I think love is the greatest healing agent that can ever happen. You know, whatever you've been through, whatever hurts, whatever things have bumped you around uh, in your life, love is that great healer. You talk about people that have gone through traumatic Uh, circumstances, and the recovery is not based on the degree of their trauma, but of the love and community that is around them. 
someone can go through the hardest thing imaginable in this room and have a, a community that loves them, a family that loves them, and they can bounce back whole and strong. A person that can go through a minor trauma and have no love and support uh, struggle, broken for a long time. That is the power that love has. Love never fails. You encounter anyone that's hurt and broken, show the love of Christ to them. If you are that person, receive the love of God for your life and the love of a community of Christ. You know, I often think our love is to, to go out and show other people, and I neglect sometimes the understanding that the love in the church has to be stronger than anything. They will know we are, are Christians by our love for one another. That's within the community of, of this community and the wider church community. We will never impact our city and the brokenness that surrounds us without unity and love and, and that, that outstanding set-apart quality that we should all carry on the inside of us, right? Love never fails, and it starts from understanding that you are chosen, holy, and dearly loved. And from that revelation, we need to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. You know, like putting on your clothes. I guess it's the whole armor of God thing, but that's kind of more warring, kind of defensive. For me, these, the fruits of the Spirit, this is what uh, the God in us, that is what we are to put on. So when you get up in the morning, don't just put on your clothes. Clothe yourself in compassion. Clothe yourself in kindness. Clothe yourself. Put on your shoes of humility. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, Gentleness, patience, can you just be patient? I love, I have a, a, a surname called Rush. <laughs> I've inherited that. It drives me crazy because it's, <laughs> and I say to every single member of my family, can you not just be patient? Can you sit in traffic and just wait? Clothe yourself in patience. I can't make you kind. I can't make you compassionate. I can't make you patient. This is stuff, as individuals, we need to work on. I can't make you kind. I can't make you non-judgmental. I can't make you love one another. But God calls us to this high life, this high living life of who we are. The scripture says, put it on. You know, it may not be our natural humanness, so we need to put it on. We need to put on God's kindness. We need to put on God's gentleness so that when we walk out the doors of our house, people go, who is that person? There's something different about them. Right? Be intentional about what you clothe yourself in. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. If we're going to make it in faith and in church life, you have to be willing to put up with a bit of stuff, right? It's a collection of people. Church is not a production. 
filled with perfect, excellent people, although we are striving for excellence in all that we do. You know, we have to learn how to put up with each other because God puts up with us and all our moaning and complaining and issues and problems. He just pours out his love for us. And we need to do that for one another. Galatians 6, 2 says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. You know, I love that scripture. It describes community. We carry each other through different seasons of life. You know, we carry each other when, when uh, you know, life circumstances brings us to grief and, and we lose people close to us. And then the church community comes around and loves and holds and carries and, and allows you to sit and wait and just be in the presence of God. You know, I love the fact that we are designed to carry one another's burdens, that we aren't here to go it alone where nobody knows what's going on inside of our hearts and our lives. People are there for us. But that only works if you start to know each other. And that uh, is never going to happen on a Sunday service. It's going to happen day to day, breaking bread uh, in, in each other's houses and connect groups and serving and going out in hospitality together. You have to be committed to carrying one another's burdens, to, 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 to be face to face with strange people and allow them into your life and, and allow... Uh, you into their life and them into your lives, right? It's this high call of bearing one another's burdens and forgiving each other. None of us are perfect. Only Christ is perfect. Community is warts and all. Right? Romans 15.1, we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to just to please ourselves. And here's the kicker. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgiveness is not about what they deserve. Forgive one another. Why are we here today? Because Christ forgave us. We are recipients of great forgiveness, this amazing grace. I once was lost, but now am found. It was blind, but now I see. We are recipients of the greatest love, mercy, grace, anything that anyone has known. And the, the call is here for us to forgive as Christ forgave us. Is anyone challenged here this morning? It's not about what they deserve. It's about being obedient to the call of God through Scripture. Let it go. Don't be like the unmerciful servant. If you haven't read it, go home and read it today, the parable of the unmerciful servant, where he comes to the king and he's got this overwhelming debt and the king uh, forgives him. And then he goes home. And, and, and encounters someone that owes him money and, and throws him in jail and demands, uh, demands that that debt be paid. After being given release of such debt, 
and how cross God was at him for not living in a way that, that's been shown to him, right? Let forgiveness flow in your life. He wants us to be great forgivers as well as great lovers. Mm -hmm. Let us become excellent at forgiving. A community needs forgiveness to flow. For this, I want this place to be a vibrant community where people can experience the transforming power of God, where we can teach people how to follow Christ and what following Christ looks like. But forgiveness has to be one of those major things in all of our lives to make community work. To err as human, to forgive. Uh, oh. To err as human, to forgive divine. Only stamped because I wanted to make that like powerful and then I tripped over my words and it lost all its effect. <laughs> And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Put on love. Love is the highest order. Love is the highest level. That we would love one another in the body of Christ. Where there is great love, there is great forgiveness. That's what God wants for us, is that we would love one another. Yeah? Right. So forgiveness helps us heal our hurts. We're human. We hurt each other all the time. We say stuff. We do stuff. We neglect stuff. We just are human, right? We err all the time. So we need to be great artists of forgiveness. But there are reasons why pe people don't want to give, and I do uh, don't want to give, forgive. Uh, and I do want to highlight them just in case there's a little for you that's going on in your heart right now. I did nothing wrong is often the reason people don't want to let it go. It doesn't matter who did what. If there is a situation that has blown up, it needs forgiveness and restoration. Ultimately, it is uh, you that is hurting from not forgiving. So if you're saying to yourself, you know there's a issue. And Christmas, oh dear, there's going to be family around the table where there may be issues. Uh-oh, family Christmas table. If there's a thing, it's up to you. You may have done nothing wrong, and I suspect you, maybe you might have. <laughs> but even if you haven't, even if you're completely exonerated and spotless and blameless, you know there's something wrong. How about doing something about it? Not forgiving is like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. It only binds you and keeps ugh, in your heart and your head. Uh, number two, which I've heard often, I'm waiting for an apology first. I'll forgive them, but only if they say sorry. I'm just waiting for that sorry. Can I tell you that uh, mm, uh, sometimes the apologies you deserve, you'll never get. And the apologies you get, you probably didn't need because you already forgave them before you, they said sorry, right? 
you have to give it over to God. Forgive and release people. Uh, Another one, I'm waiting for them to put it right. I guess that's a little bit like I'm waiting for the sorry. You know, you can, you can wait a long time. And I think people does, Jesus doesn't want us to be in that zone ever of just this gap in relationships. If you see how Jesus modeled things, he just was straight away into it. You know, where uh, Judas betrays him, the guards come into the garden, uh, and, you know, Peter's so incensed, he lobs off the guy's ear. Jesus is like, no, stop it. None of that. And heals the guy's ear. Like Jesus has no time for that, you know? On the cross, on the cross. Forgive them. They know not what they do. Don't wait. Just be proactive. (laughs) But lastly, I don't care. Anyone who says I don't care is telling you very loudly they do care. (laughs) Yeah, I don't care. Liar! (laughs) We all care when there's upsets and stuff and circumstances and stuff that's wrong. You know? That kind of attitude will just hurt you. You know? (laughs) That, That cracks me up. Lastly, and I think this is probably the most kicking one, uh, if you forgive, you think there will be no justice. But God always says he's the one who brings justice, right? Romans 12, 19, do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For as it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. You, you actually just have to trust that God's got this one. If you have been wronged and greatly wronged, um, you have to trust that you're doing the right thing. You forgiving will free your heart, transform your life, overflow as a witness and a testimony to other people and that God will make things right for you. He holds us all account for ourselves, not for other people, right? We're in charge of how we are to live. And I really want you to live free of every little bruise and bump and niggle and whatever it may be. So how do we do it? We have a few keys here, and I think Dean will be bringing some more tonight. But uh, I guess the first one is remember what you have been forgiven. When I, uh, I, I'm, you know, like, and doing church life, you get bumped around all the time. And especially me, I'm, I've got a big heart and I just love people and I want uh, the best for people. And circumstances happen way outside my control sometimes and things go down and I just get devastated. And so my heart gets hurt. And uh, my way of dealing with it often is just, because you have to process stuff if you get hurt by words or circumstances. You've got to process it. So many of you know I just get on my run, and I run and I yell at God and go, this wasn't fair, this sucks, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, quite angry sometimes. But, you know, like I get it out, and that's good, process. <laughs> but uh, one morning uh, in a particular situation, God just gave me this vision of Jesus on the cross. And he said, I died for them too. Just like, man, God, you're unfair. I want to hold on to my crutch. (laughs) But I know that I have to be 
forgiven because you forgave me. So just remember that. Be conscious of that. When you're stirring your little thing going on in your head and your heart, just, just, just get back to this place. And we're going to do it in worship. Just God, what you've done for me. Remember what Christ has done for you. Number two, you make the first move. Make the phone call. Set up a time to meet. Don't wait for them. Don't wait for an apology. Close the loop in your head. I love that. When I've got things going on in my head around a certain issue, I'm just like, no, I've forgiven them. Be quiet. No, I've set up a meeting. No, I've talked it through. I'm letting it go. Close the loop. Just make the first move. And I think sometimes if you can't meet up with someone, uh, you know, they may have passed away or they may live in another country or you may have not access to them. Just pray for someone. I think one of the most powerful ways to help you overcome a hurt is just to start praying for them. Pray for God to reveal himself to him. Pray for, um, you know, the hurt to be healed. Pray that they would know God in a fuller way, that, that God would bless them. Oh my gosh, uh, pray, pray for them. Is that, that's a front moving forward kind of action. Number three, bear one another's burdens. You know, just roll up your sleeve. It's a task. You've got to take some stuff on the chin. It's just people. Don't get offended over little stuff, dumb stuff. Don't turn little situations into big situations. We know mountains out of molehills. You stir so much on it. It's amazing. Uh, I've got a sermon on uh, the beheading of John the Baptist and, and Herodotus. She, she, she nursed a grudge. And the guy had just spoken against her and she ends up getting his head on a platter. And her daughter, who could have inherited half his kingdom, gets nothing but some guy's head on a platter. We, we, you know, we turn this little thing into some big thing that just destroys our own and other people's lives and we never see it. And finally, put on love. Let the love of Christ that's been revealed to you through the power of the Holy Spirit, let that love flow out of you. Love people. Decide, despite it all, despite if I might get hurt, despite if they say no, despite it, I am going to love people. And when I'm saying that, I'm not saying put yourself in a position where people can hurt or continue to harm you, just for the record. But be a person of love. John 13, 35. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. I got this really cute text uh, from John Raya, who is our location pastor up in Cambodia. Uh, I WhatsApp backwards and forwards with her and just trying to help her uh, with her leadership skills. And uh, she, she's so mature. She's 21. And, you know, they, they are new to pastoring and people say stuff and she, she's texted me, it hurt to see people that we care the most walk away from us. But the Bible says, love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Loved people love. So practice forgiveness. 
you will be free, your life will be transformed. And that transformed life will overflow into your families, into your workplaces, and into this community. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you'd like to know more about our church or to find out what's coming up, check out c3church.org.nz.